Money FM 89.3, best of the evening runway. China Perspective. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is now time to take a look at headlines coming out of China. We've got a wave of respiratory illnesses sweeping across the country to China's President Xi Jinping on a visit to Shanghai. This is his first ever since 2021. Let's get some analysis. Good friend of ours, as always, Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Good afternoon, Dr. O. Good afternoon to all of you. I'm speaking to you from Osaka, Japan. Ooh, I love Osaka. My, <laughs> in fact, that's my favorite city in Japan. Very nice. Food is good too. Doctor, oh, we need to talk about these headlines from China. Apparently, there's a respiratory illness that's going around. What do we know about this? Well, I think so far, mainly those who exhibit symptoms and so on, are very young kids, sometimes babies who have not been properly vaccinated. So I think the effects on adults are yet to be exhibited. But of course, after the you know very serious pandemics over the last few years, people are taking no chances, right? So we have to take precautions, whether we are in China or overseas here. Yeah, with regard to the pneumonia that's spreading in China, Should we be worried about the case numbers? Should we bear in mind as well the cold weather that's happening? That's possibly a reason. I think uh, perhaps, again, we should take no chances after the experience of the last pandemic. But I think the the World Health Organization and so on, they are also keeping a close eye. And so far, I think no red flag has been raised yet. But again, we have to monitor this from day to day here. Okay. Yes, you mentioned the World Health Organization is still monitoring this. Uh, Can we expect China to be... I guess this is a question that's coming out of history, semi-phobia. Can we expect China to be transparent about the details of this? Well, I hope they realize that it is in their own uh, interest to be transparent, right? Because if you sort of publish this data in a timely and open manner, then the brains of the whole world could be uh, utilized uh, to analyze what caused the yeah. spread, you know, and how to prevent it and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's in everyone's vested interest in that sense. Yeah. Okay, uh, Dr. O, let's move on to talk about the uh, President Xi Jinping on a visit to Shanghai today, I believe. He's going to be there for three days, according to reports. And I'm surprised to find that this is his first trip to Shanghai since 2021. What's on the itinerary? Well, I think the main event is a so-called supply chain uh, expo. And China, of course, is very anxious to uh, sort of solidify its uh, position in the worldwide supply chain, especially for high-tech and high-value-added products. Now that a number of Western countries, in effect, boycotting China and uh, trying to, in a sense, kick China out Mm. from the worldwide uh, supply chain. Yeah. Yeah, so this also comes ahead of announcement of major Communist Party meeting. Are we seeing any agendas that could be aligned there? Policy change, perhaps? Well, there is supposedly up-and-coming so-called plenum of the Central Committee of the Communist Party of China. And typically, this particular plenum meeting, it's uh, supposed to discuss and plan for economic developments for the next few years. Mm. But of course, we have yet to see it being officially held. So I think all eyes are on what kind of economic yeah. messages would the presidency release in this uh, trip year. Yeah, no doubt a lot of political observers putting pressure and, and, and wanting to see... <laughs> 
what President Xi would do as far as boosting economic growth is concerned. The one area that we're looking at is uh, China, Japan and South Korea set to restart cooperation. Now, how will this move pave China's way in terms of easing tensions between the Asian neighbours? From a Chinese perspective, of course, you would like to make use of this opportunity to, uh, as you mentioned, ease the sort of heightened tensions over the last few years between China on the one hand and Japan and Korea on the other hand, right? But I think both Japan and Korea, they are also slightly receptive of this. I think this is a very East Asian thing, namely economy in a sense uh, trumps everything else. You might have uh, differences in opinion. But if it comes to, you know, how to uh, prosper yourself and perhaps a little bit your neighbor as well, then why not do it? I think they have that kind of offense and therefore all three parties, all three countries sort of restarting their trilateral uh, summit again. Yeah, Yeah, you got got to eat, right? That's the most important. But even though there's no specific time frame for this trilateral summit, is there a guess as to how soon this could possibly happen? I mean, if it is not specifically held, mm. then it could be held at the sideline of one of those multilateral okay. Okay. conferences, right? Yeah. It could even be an ASEAN plus three type of summit, or it could be next year's APEC or G20 and, and so on. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that looks like the in thing these days to have it on the sidelines of a major summit. Okay, finally, Dr. Oh, let's talk about Jack Ma. So his family trust is set to sell 10 million American depository shares of Alibaba Group Holdings. We're looking at 871 million. Now, here's the big question. What does that mean for China, though? Does it have any bearing on China? Well, of course, from the Western eye, Alibaba is sort of synonymous with China's high-tech sector, right? So if the founder, Jack Ma's family, is uh, in a sense selling some of their holdings in the company, of course, people will start to wonder what's happening. But we should perhaps also look at it from a broader perspective, just like our other friend, Elon Musk. You know, he ventures into all sorts of things, even Twitter and all these uh, other wonderful ventures, which are slightly different from his core business, right? So I think nowadays, these sort of high-tech tycoons uh, sometimes in an effort to, uh, in a sense, diversify their risk, they would also do a similar thing. I'm glad you brought that up because yesterday our finance presenter, Tian Tian, brought up how Jack Ma is said to be moving into the food business. So it looks like Mr. Ma is looking to really diversify himself. Oh, yeah, because well, high-tech business is nice, but as we notice, it's very volatile, right? You could be easily replaced by new technology. But something old-fashioned like food supply, I mean, <laughs> you're not going to replace, I don't know, yeah. potato or rice, right? Yeah, yeah. So in the, at least not in the short future. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of these tycoons, when they get more established, they will try to uh, sort of gain the foothold in some of these more traditional business ventures, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like there's a potential lack of confidence in China's economy. Is is this worrying or, or, or really just a case of nothing personal, just business? Well, the nothing personal, but on the other hand, of course, there's no news that uh, China's economy is not doing well. And this is but the yeah. latest sign exhibited, in this case, by a very prominent tycoon. Yeah. Okay, fair point. All right, we've been speaking with Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. As always, Dr. O, I appreciate your time. Take care and have a great Tuesday evening. Well, thank you very much indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app.
That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Audio at the App Store and Google Play.